you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey everyone, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets in the car, while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. And now, Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. Thanks for clicking in to the Move the Sticks podcast. I'm Bucky Brooks here with my man Lance Z to recap the events that we've seen throughout the weekend. But we're going to talk about combine workout number three. We had a chance to see the big guys go, the D linemen and linebackers. And overall, Lance, before I even get to that, man, how you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm tired. But, you know, I got this caffeine right here ready and I'm ready to get back to the H. I got to get back and rescue the rescue the wife from the kids she's got because I already know she's going crazy. I already got that phone call this morning. <laughs> when do you get back? Oh boy, here we go. Yeah, well, we're gonna try and get not you a not a seat. hello or anything. Buck, I answer the phone. Hello. When do you get back? Oh whoa, man, <laughs> I can't. I, I get down. back when I get back. That's when it I must get be back. Going down. It is going yeah. down. So look, man, there's a lot of stuff that went down 
on uh, day three of the workouts. We saw the bigs go. And I'll be honest with you, Lance, um, I tweeted this out. You're not supposed to see big men run like the way that we've seen these big guys run, starting with the defensive tackles, going all the way out to the edge guys. I mean, these big guys are moving down the track. And maybe it's the dawn of a new era but because I've, I've never seen guys that that are explosive like these guys that we had a chance to watch. Yeah, I, I reached out to a friend with the Colts and checked on the turf. I'm like, so what, what is going on? Every position is setting these records. We had 12 offensive linemen under, under you know, sub five. Like, this is bananas. And I found out they, they did change their turf out in 2020. So it's a faster turf. That's why we're seeing these records. However, with that said, all right, let's make adjustments in. So Jordan Davis, instead of running a four, seven, eight, may have run a four, eight, five. Well, just for example, let me throw that. He's 341 pounds running in the four eights. That's bananas. And and Bucky, it's not just how fast he's running. You saw him running the hoops. That was crazy. It was crazy how much bend and athleticism that big man had. And it's something that you didn't always see at Georgia only because of how they ask him to play. But then when we were running the, uh, the B roll stuff of him yesterday, talking about him, when they let him play in the gaps, he was, he was terrifying. So um, yeah, I mean, Georgia right now is blowing it out. And these big men across the board were running really, really good times yesterday. It's a faster group. There's just no question. And it's a loaded group. Yeah, it is a loaded group and it's fast. You talk about Jordan Davis running the time. I think the other impressive part were the jumps. I want to say he hit 32 on the vertical, 10-3 on the broad jump. Like 10-3 on the broad jump, that is that is uncommon for a big guy to hit that. So to think about being 341 pounds, to be able to move your body <laughs> that length in the air on a jump, it speaks to the explosive power that he possesses. And it's even different because, remember, we complained about the lack of impressive jumps that we saw from the skill guys, particularly the wide receivers. So this is completely different because – the exhibition that he put on and some of the other guys put on really show, I mean, it, it kind of illustrates how the game is changing in terms of these athletes being bigger, faster, stronger on the front line. Yeah, it's more than just – people can't just say, you know, well, maybe they're just training. Maybe they're training the, the 40s better. You still have to run a 40. Like, this isn't a shortcut thing that you can take. You you have to – yeah, you can train your – you know, you can train your start, but you still are going to have to run fast. You still have to have a certain level of speed. To jump, what are you doing to train a 340-pound man to to jump over 10 feet in a broad jump? That's – you know, there's wide receivers that hit that mark, um, and it's not a bad jump for a wide receiver. It's just – and Trayvon Walker's numbers across the board. You know, you said he was going to make money. Man, did he make a lot of money yesterday. He he Because he – and, you know, and it's not just about, oh, uh, I performed well at, at various um, physical fitness tasks. I made money. No, it's it's – when you see him, people who look like Trayvon Walker with 35-inch arms, with who run that speed, who – have those types of athletic profiles it's just they are more likely historically there's been all kinds of you know there's just been all kinds of studies done by teams those guys are more likely to be the best players and that's how it goes and you know Bucky it's it's when we talk about traits height weight speed length bend all that stuff 
you're looking at it for a reason because when you reverse engineer all the greatest players of all time, many times you want to go look and see what JJ Watts workout was. It was bananas. Aaron Donald, like you can go across the board. These, you want to go look at Jalen Ramsey, go look at his traits. They're bananas across the board. And there's a reason why the freakiest dudes end up becoming the freakiest players. Usually. Uh, Yeah. Because like, if you give coaches their druthers, they would rather have the, uh, big ball of clay with all of the traits and put it on themselves to try and figure out a way to coach them up. Um, the athleticism that we were able to see, I mean, Trayvon Walker running a four five one forty, um, that is, is just kind of crazy, you know, Lance. And then to just think about all the guys that Georgia had on their team on the front line, it really was like an infomercial for the Bulldog program. Um, you talk about Trayvon Walker, 35 and a half inch vertical, uh, that broad jump being 10-3. I don't even know if you saw his three cone, but his three cone was at six eight nine. Yeah. So, he's, so he so he sub seven there. And then the 20 yard shuttle, four three two, which is still excellent time for a guy that can play anywhere along the line of scrimmage. And so just as an athlete, I mean, he's a I mean, like he's he's like a top fifteen player just as an athlete, because you don't see guys at that at that size. You talk mm-hmm. about the measurements. I mean, 272 pounds putting that in. Um, you know, he certainly has helped himself. He certainly um, put himself in a position to be a top guy. But look, man, let's let's talk about these Georgia Bulldogs. I had a chance to catch up with Devontae Wyatt and Jordan Davis shortly after the combine and hear their thoughts. I would call this the NFL combine, but I kind of feel like it's like a Georgia – family reunion there's so many georgia bulldogs so i got Devonte wide i have jordan davis guys how's the combine been let's start with you jordan it's been great it's a blessing this is one of those things you dream of as a kid and to be out here and actually doing it and participating and actually excelling at it is is, is a dream come true Devonte, like this has been um interesting because there's so many bulldogs here i know you guys are thinking about your own individual successes but has it been competitive for how you guys wanted to perform at the combine I mean, always, man. We always compete day on, day on in, day off, man. That's something we always do. We motivate each other every day. Like, even when we train together, we, we compete. That's, that's, that's part of being a brother. You push your brother and we just compete and make each other better. You know, so it's, it's, it's funny because you guys are now the national champion. So, naturally, everyone wants to know what is the secret sauce. The defense was dominant the entire year from beginning to end. Jordan, what, what was the key to you guys playing so well this year? The love. As you can see, me and Vontae, we always stuck to the hip. He's like my brother. We're just not blood-related. So, you know, we do everything together. We talk about each other with anything. So it's the love that we have with each other and on a team. You can feel it in the locker room. You can feel it in the air, and you can see it on the field. And, you know, when we mess up and we make mistakes, we push each other up instead of bringing each other down. I can't climb. My brother's falling. No, so, you know, it's funny because in watching you guys throughout the season, you had all that success. Then you have the hiccup in the – SC Championship game, but then you guys came back with a vengeance. What happened between the end of that season, the championship game, to the way that you guys played in the playoffs? Man, we all just all sat down together off the field, like outside, no cameras, no coaches, no nothing. We just sat down and just we talked to each other like, look, that's not us. That's that's not what we is. That's not who we're supposed to be. Like we all just, you know what I'm saying, we just got to commit to the plan, commit to the coach's plan, you know what I'm saying, and play harder, you know what I'm saying, do a little more condition, do a little more just to win. Okay, so now I heard this because I – I was listening to interviews in the run-up to the National Championship game. They talked about you guys really took it up a notch when it came to conditioning. So in thinking about how you took it up a notch for the National Championship game from a conditioning standpoint, 
What did you do to get ready for the combine? Same thing. We carried that same drive that we had after the postseason mm -hmm. into the combine. Um, you know, me personally, I had a battle with it because I wanted to make sure I was conditioned enough for the combine and also be conditioned enough for life. You know, I want to live a long life. I want to have kids and I want to see Vontae raise his kids. I want his kids to be cousins of my kids. So, you know, I just had to take control and, you know, each day it's a battle, but, you know, we still fighting another day. All right, so Javante, then they tell me, you got you like that juice. You like all kinds of juices and all that other stuff, but yeah. you had to cut it back to get yeah, right for the combine. So yes, now that you made the, you made it through the combine. We can get back on that juice for a little bit. Nah, man, no more juice. I'm trying to look like Aaron Donner, man. I'm oh, trying to, yeah, six that's, that's, man, that's, that's six what we're doing. Yeah, I man, I got big. I got big. Going. I'm like, all right, all right, all right. I'm loving it. Yeah, I'm loving it. So we 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 done a lot of the hard part in terms of on the field, but talk to me a little bit about. What was the behind the scenes, the interview process like for you? It was, you know, a lot of interviews. And, you know, we talked about various things and just like knowing about schematic wise, why I know what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. But honestly, that's what we prepare for. That's what we come to Georgia. Vontae could tell you, you know, we're well prepared. We've been preparing for this since we came on the campus. Little by little, a little becomes a lot. So, you know, we just came out here and we showed what we can do. And obviously, on the field, you know, football takes care of itself. Oh, okay, so... I'm looking at this D-line room that you guys have, right? Like, everybody is, is here and up and available. Then I'm thinking, like, Jermaine Johnson was also in their room. Right. So, and just thinking about the competitiveness that you guys had to kind of face each and every day just to earn a spot, how would that help you succeed at the next level? Man, like I said to some of the scouts and coaches, man, it just – it don't do nothing but push you, motivate you, because you, you see them guys doing good. It's like it's just like you already playing with an NFL defensive line with defensive linebackers because everybody's so talent fast and strong. But it definitely like motivates you to like you know what I'm saying. Do it like be just like them or better. You know what I'm saying. So that's that's one thing I I think about it. Okay, so last thing I got to ask you about your coach Kirby Smart because I saw he, he has a tendency to kind of run down the field. You guys get interceptions and those things. What would be the one thing that you take from him that will help you be very successful at the next level? That's a good question. He instilled a lot of us, a lot in us, and, um, you know, believing in ourselves. Coach Smart, Coach Scott, all them people at Georgia, they seen something in us that we didn't even see ourselves. And, you know, they just told us to stick to the process, stick to mm -hmm. the plan. And then at the end of the day, you know, you do your best and God's going to take care of the rest. So you got here, we living, we're having fun. We're blessed to be here. Me and Vontae, we spoke this into existence. So mm -hmm. we knew what we wanted to do and we did it. All right, man. Well, we're so happy to have a couple of Bulldogs, arr, National arr, Championship arr, arr. Bulldogs, Go join dogs, the Moves 6 program. Thanks so much. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one -on -one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you, I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one -on -one contest. 
Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came to my room crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie, too, for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position, warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, snag a job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. So, so Lance, like going yeah. into the thing, I, I talked about it, you know, kind of being a, you know, a Georgia infomercial. It was interesting to hear um, the Georgia players talk about the competitive nature of their practices and the program and the job that Kirby Smart has put together. It kind of reminds me back in the day when you had to kind of set out two or three days to go to Miami or when USC was up and rolling under Pete Carroll, uh, the amount of talent. Uh, you wrote all these profiles. I yeah. Mean, it's, how how many how many days did you have to spend doing Georgia Bulldog stuff? So I had two days for Georgia, and that's two full days. I had, 
you know, I've got, so I've got, let's see, just the two defensive linemen. I'm trying to remember if there's someone else and I'm, I'm missing, but two defensive linemen. I got three linebackers. I got Darian, uh, Kendricks, the cornerback. I've got Luis uh, Cine. That's two. That's five. That's seven players. And you can't just like these are high end guys. Uh, some of them are. And so you spend a little bit more time on it. I do background research on them as much as I can, which takes up time. I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at some of the data points on those guys and measuring it against other players in the SEC. And then I go watch them play against their best competition. And I got to watch the rush because it didn't take as long watching the rush for Jordan Davis. But let me ask you this. So if you're I, I'm sitting here looking at his numbers, you know, his numbers are better than than Devontae Wyatt, who Devontae Wyatt had a good combine, looked really good in the field, too. As you mentioned, a 32 inch vert and a 10 foot broad jump. For a guy who is 6'6", 341 pounds, maybe they should let him rush the passer a little bit more on the next level because he's a long-arm guy. He's got that first-step quickness, and when he gets in a gap, like how are you going to redirect him? He's too strong. He's, he's so physical and so big. So um, it didn't take as long to get through Jordan Davis's rush tape like it did Devontae Wyatt, but spending the time with just an entire team, you called it an infomercial, that's probably the most perfect thing I've ever heard of. Because that's all it is. Now, it's a little deeper linebackers. We'll get to that. But the headliners, you know, the three. Oh, and Trayvon Walker, I missed him earlier. So the three headliners yesterday, it felt like, were Devontae Wyatt, Trayvon Walker, and Jordan Davis on the defensive front. Three Georgia Bulldogs. And the more we talk to Georgia, and in your interview just now that we heard, I mean, doesn't it sound like it's Kirby Smart has brought over the Bama mentality, and now we got two teams that roll the same way in the SEC. Not a surprise they played in a national championship against each other. No, and it was funny to hear them talk about the, the, I mean, Alabama has coined the process. Like, that is something that is a Nick Saban staple. And so, but when you hear the Georgia players talk about just how they were able to get after and how they were able to go from good to great and from great to a national champion, uh, they said the secret sauce was in the work and in the love. Uh, the competitiveness of the group around them. I asked guys about like, how do you deal with all those A-level players in one room, everyone competing. As they say, two dogs, one bond. They said it, it brings out the best in them. And so to me, I think that's what you're looking for when you're an NFL evaluator. And I think there were some other um, teammates and guys from programs that were impressive. Um, let, let's kind of kick it over and kick it outside, um, unless you had somebody else that you wanted to highlight. no. No, because what you're talking about is some of the same stuff that I've seen. Um, I was at Michigan for the Joe Moore Award. I'm, I'm in the selection yeah. committee there, and we gave that award to Michigan's offensive line. It's a top offensive line in college football. And I got to watch. I got to spend some time with their strength coach going through how they do things, their 41 key performance indicators. And you can tell that uh, Harbaugh wants to build that same. The same thing you talked about at Georgia and Alabama. Harbaugh is hoping to build that. And, and there's some – you know, there's some some guys that to watch, and obviously Aiden Hutchinson is first and foremost. I thought he had a good workout. Um, four seven four forty. I think he wanted to run faster. The six point seven three three cone is is moving, man. That's good. A thirty six inch vert. That is good. A four fifteen short shuttle bucky is really really good. So Aiden Hutchinson also had a good workout. One thing that I was talking to a team yesterday that they were a little bit concerned about. Is you know you want it all? I mean, you're looking at Trayvon Walker. He's got it all. He's got all the the measurables. 
I think Hutchinson's tape is better, but those 32 and a quarter inch arms, that's just one of those things that teams say, boy, we wish he was a little bit longer. Because if you say that about an offensive tackle, then you got to say about it a defense, about a defensive end, because those are the two guys going against each other. Yeah, no, you, you, you certainly want everything. I think the interesting part about Aiden Hutchinson is, you know, people talk about him being the technician. Yeah, his ability to uh, get after the, the passer, particularly this year, showed up. I mean, he was dominant. Uh, 14 sacks coming off the edge. You watch him move through the bags and watch him do all of his drills. You can understand why he was able to do it. Uh, and talking to D-line coaches, they wonder if this is who he is, though. Like, there's there's nothing else left. And then I counter by saying, but isn't that good enough? Like, I mean, like, why does it have to be right. even more? I mean, the, the dude has been a dominant player. And when you watch him, he plays hard and he does all those things. And they were like, yeah, I mean, that's fine or whatever. And so they were like, um, he's not Nick or Joey Bosa. He's not Miles Garrett or the like. I was like, okay, that's cool. But I looked at Trey Hendrickson get 27 and a half sacks the last two years. Yeah, He's a better, he's a better athlete than him. And so it's one of those things that, you know, look, I, I know the draft is, is, is almost like Christmas. We want everything under the tree. But, man, this dude is a really good player. I mean, a, I mean, a, a high-level player. And he, he goes to the right situation where he's able to do his thing. I think he's going to have a tremendous amount of success. Yeah, I'm interested to hear your interview with him because he is a guy that in the limited time I had to talk to him when I was up in uh, – Ann Arbor, I was impressed with them. I mean, he buys into that program. He buys into the weights. He buys from the very beginning. They say he was a freak. Like he, it just football means a lot to him. It means a lot to him. So the preparation is not going to be a problem with him. Playing hard, as you mentioned, is not going to be a problem. And yeah, you want all the traits, as you mentioned, everything under the Christmas tree. But at the end of the day, if you don't have that consistent motor and that desire to be great, um, on on Monday, on Tuesday, on Wednesday, in the off season, you're not going to reach your potential. I don't have any doubt that he's going to reach his potential. We'll just see what his potential is. Yeah, his, his potential is um, is tremendous. I think it's through the roof. But let's find out a little more from Aiden Hutchinson after we hear his thoughts uh, in an interview that I had with him shortly after his workout. Join the Mood of Six podcast, Michigan standout pass rusher extraordinaire. Aiden Hutchinson, how you doing? I'm great, man. I'm great. How you doing? I am I, I am great because I got a chance to watch you do your deal uh, with all the drills and all the other stuff. Yeah. Like, so just tell me about the combine experience. Yeah, you know, it was uh, it was a very short week. I, if I felt longer in my head going into it, but um, it was short. Uh, you know, it was it was busy, but I'm glad it's over with and I'm I'm happy with my performance. Well, that's 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 great. And and thinking about your performance, what were some of the things that you wanted to accomplish this week? I just wanted a PR and everything. And, you know, uh, as long as I know that I gave it everything I got, you know, I, I, I got I just control the controllables and move on. So that's kind of my mindset going in. And I gave it everything I got. So I'm happy. One of the things that uh, we hear when we talk to people around the Michigan program is they talk about your work ethic. They talk about the effort that you bring to the field every day. Where does that come from? Yeah, I think it comes from my dad. Um, I mean, he instilled that uh, into me from a very young age. And, you know, it's something that I don't want to get that dad look, that disappointing dad <laughs> look, you know, because I know I know he's got it. If I'm if I'm loafing out there, if I'm uh, if I'm not uh, running to the ball or something like that. So I think it started at a, at a young age with football with him. It's funny you talk about running to the ball. One of the things that did stand out to me is when I watch your tape, man, you guys run to the ball and you specifically playing hard and doing those things. I just had a chance to talk to David Ajabo early, and he talked about 
he kind of got in your pocket and tried to mimic everything that you did. What was it like having a teammate that is also talented that you compete with on a daily basis? Yeah, it, it was great having him. Uh, you know, I mean, we were side by side since January of last year, and we were just getting after it every workout, every uh, every practice. I mean, we were just getting after it, and it's great because we push each other in uh, in ways you wouldn't even know. And um, you know, it was uh, you know you can you can never have a bad day. You know, when you're when you're competing alongside your teammate like that, so. So I got I got to, I'm trying to get behind the curtain and understand the secret sauce at the Michigan football program. We see and hear a lot of things about Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh had a lot of success at the NFL level. Yeah. He's had success at the collegiate level. What have you learned from him and the way he's built the program that will help you succeed at the next level? Um, yeah, I, I think he really treats us like NFL players and I think he runs the program like, like it's, uh, like it's the NFL, you know, he is very professional and, um, you know, you, you can tell that he came from the NFL just, just, of, just by how he does things. So, um, you know, he's a great coach and I'm glad, you know, there was a lot of rumors about him this year. So I'm glad, you know, we can, we can end those and, you know, he got that new contract. So I'm happy for him and I'm, I'm, I'm excited to watch Michigan football next year. Okay. So now as the son of a defensive line coach when I watch you I'm always paying attention to the vast array of moves that you bring to the table yep. where do you develop those how do you continue to refine your technique um, when so many people are trying to be on you in those things how you continue to get better and better at this stage of your career you know I think this year I simplified it I gave myself just just a few moves to do and um, I mean I worked them very hard in the off season and you know in the once I got to the games I just trusted my game plan and I, I rolled with it and um, I mean every year I get so much better so I'm only 21 too so I mean I, I know I got a very long way to go as well all right so we have pro day on the horizon what are some of the things you want to accomplish at your pro day? What can you work on? How can you get better? How can you kind of finish it, finish the last part of the evaluation process the right way? Yeah, so I did, I mean, I did everything here but the bench. So probably pro day, I'm just uh, I'm just throwing up a good number on bench and um, saying hi to old teammates and saying hi to scouts <laughs> or whatever that may be. So that's the plan. Well, look, man, we look forward to watching you walk across the stage, shake the commissioner's hand, get drafted as one of the first guys to go. Uh, thanks so much for joining the Moody Six Podcast. Yes, sir. Appreciate appreciate you. Lance, the, the dude is a pro. He gets it. Now, what um, I wasn't able to share on that interview is afterwards we talked, and I asked him um, about how he turned it up in terms of his pass rush plan. And he talked about keeping things really simple, and he, he kind of spoke to that in the interview. But he said he kind of goes in with three pitches. You know, he has three moves that he's going to use. He's going to work those moves over and over again. And um, – He's going to trust the plan, even in the heat of the moment that he knows he's trying to set up his fastball. And at the end, in, in those critical moments, he's going to go to it. And I think it's really smart, but I think it's also something that all the great pass rushers have. As much as we talk about having um, a deep bag or uh, of moves, uh, a full repertoire or slate where you have all these moves, when you look at the best ones, the best ones kind of keep it simple, Lance, when they come off the edge. They, they, they have a few. They have a... Look, they have a fastball, they have a changeup, and then they have a mix, you know, a curveball that they throw in every now and then. But, I mean, you, you have to have an A-level pitch, and he has that. Yeah, you you know, it's really about, okay, what's your go-to move? What's your second move? What's your, your second go-to approach and attack? And then you want to have – you really only need, like, one counter off that. As you mentioned, it's like changing speeds. you got your fastball, and then you're going to throw it 10 to 12 miles an hour slower on a changeup. 
And so that's what you don't really need, as you mentioned, a ton of moves. You just need to really fine tune the ones that you have. You need them to be efficient. You don't want wasted motion. And uh, and he's got he's got some of that. I think his teammate David Ajabo has some really splashy moves. He's got inside spin, outside spin. He's got fake bull to the outside where he'll fake a bull and then try to hit a an edge. And these are all things that that he learned from watching. He said just observing. He'd watch Josh Uche go off in the in the side of the indoor facility. Anytime he wasn't actually in the field, he'd be out there working on moves. And so. David Ajabo told me he would study him. He'd just watch him and mimic everything he did. He'd go back to his room after practice and work on that. He he said he worked on Quiddy Pay's stutter step, and so I think that's something for all the love we're going to give Trayvon Walker. You know he's got to he's got to develop that rush that rush toolbox. And and when you watch highlights of him, there's a lot of great stuff on there. But one thing you don't see is that edge burst coming off the edge and rushing. And and what I hear is well he can learn that he's got all the. He's got all the the traits in place. He can learn how to rush from the edge. Well, that is going to take some time, and and it's also not a guarantee because some guys have the instincts and some guys don't. So that's why you see some guys like, you know, you talk about you talked about Trey Hendrickson. I remember looking at him at East West Shrine Game, Bucky. I don't know if you remember watching him there when we were there. Mm-hmm. He had yeah. some freaky stuff. Like he's like, man, this dude just gets to the quarterback a lot in these one on one drills, and it doesn't look like it's hard for him. No, you know, he doesn't look like it's hard for him. And I would say the skill that we underrate and we don't talk enough about when it comes to evaluating pass rushers, uh, relentlessness, the yeah. ability to, to to get to the quarterback yeah. on second and third effort, not quitting. Secondary rush. I mean, secondary yeah. rush is for real. It's a big, big deal. Yeah, and it's, it's one of those things. We, we always talk about first step quickness, snap count anticipation, bend and burst, uh, we describe the moves that they use, whether it's a two-hand swipe or uh, the long arm through the chest where they kind of drive them back or just a dip and rip. But one of the things that the great rushers do is they never quit on the play. And that may lead to some what I call ugly sacks, where it's, hey, man, I'm up the field, I'm stymied, but then the quarterback steps up, I kind of s- swim up under the uh, tackle and I get to it. He has that. The one thing about Ojabo, when I had a chance to talk to Ojabo, he, he gave Hutchinson so much credit for helping him take his game up a notch. He said, literally, he got in his hip pocket and he did everything that Aiden Hutchinson did um, from January on, last January. And he said he knew that the, the guy was great. What I think is funny about that is he recognized that Hutchinson was great before the numbers, the production suggested that he was great. Because you got to remember, before last year, he didn't really have great production. He was a guy that flashed and he had some injuries and those things. So for me, um, Ojabo get into his pocket speaks volumes to him wanting to learn but it also speaks to man how good Hutchinson must have been in, on on the practice field for those guys to recognize him as the guy that you kind of want to pattern your game after you know it's a good time to transition to Kayvon Thibodeau because Thibodeau is a guy with a lot of the explosiveness I think he's got some great get off he's got the ability when he rushes with secondary rush it's really tough to stop him because as you mentioned, I mean, he can he can separate. He's got the strength to punch and kind of separate. And if you can't li- – so an offensive tackle, you want to get into a guy and then cinch him up like a trash bag. You know, those red those red ties where it's time to take the trash out. You got those red ties on the bag and zip. You zip them up, and it's a wrap. It shuts down, and it's over. It's the same thing with offensive linemen and pass pro. They get their hands on you, and they cinch into that, that – 
that into the pads or into the jersey and it's over. Well, Thibodeau has the strength and explosiveness to separate, stay separated and use his explosiveness. But what he doesn't have right now is that rush, inst- the rush instincts and the go-to moves. And so that's something that, you know, right now all of us are projecting him. We're projecting what he could become because his productivity was just okay. It was just okay relative to some of these guys. But, you know, we're projecting Trayvon Walker too. I mean, we're, you know, there's not a bunch of rush productivity in terms of you turn the tape on and he's just beating guys with outside rush. So um, you want to see those traits because it means they have the ability to do that in the future if they take the coaching and, and it clicks. With Thibodeau, I don't have any doubt that Thibodeau could become a really good NFL rusher. I really don't. It's just a matter of, is he going to lock in on his craft? Because Jadavion Clowney, I watched him in Houston, uh, Buck, and he was always a phenomenal athlete, but he just relied on that inside move, right? He's just he's going to hit you with the inside move, and once offensive tackle started playing him for that, he never really developed his game as a pass rusher. And so what happens is you get a certain amount of sacks just based on the fact that you're a great athlete, but Clowney never hit double digits in sacks. He's never hitting double di- hit double digits one time. And I think that speaks to, you know, not developing your craft. And that's one thing that that Kayvon Thibodeau, people want to make sure that he locks in and 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 makes learning the rush important and not just relying on the uh, explosive athleticism. Yeah, you know, it's funny because um, you know, it, it, he's heard that and you can kind of hear that. So before I even talk about Thibodeau, let's let's listen in on on his thoughts of his workout and just everything leading up to the draft. Here's Kayvon Thibodeau. Excited to be joined by top prospect from Oregon, Kayvon Thibodeau. How you how you doing, man? How's, how's the combine? Bucky, I'm doing well, man. It's it's finally over. It seemed like it came in a flash. I mean, it was a dream come true, being able to compete, being able to be here with all these guys. I mean, I I don't think I could ask for anything better. So look, man, you you've had a long journey to get here, man. Mm-hmm. Being the number one overall recruit. I remember seeing you way back at the, the opening mm-hmm. years and years ago. But let's talk about that journey. All the pressures, the expectations that come with being the number one overall recruit, having to live up to that during your time in Oregon, mm-hmm. to now you're here at the combine. Mm-hmm. What are some of the things that you've learned along the way to better prepare you to exceed at the next, succeed at the next level? To just do me. You know, I've, I've been doing the things to help me get here. Obviously, I've been able to learn and being able to grow. And I know I have to grow even more and take, you know, even bigger jumps. But, you know, just sticking to what got me here, you know, st- keeping my head down, focusing, not really buying into the media, not really buying into the, to what everyone's saying, but just really st- staying true to me and staying true to my goals and, and you know, staying on track. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because it has to be hard, right? You're, you're kind of like a big fish in a small pond. Everyone knew who you were. And so the, the criticisms and stuff begin to come. Mm-hmm. I know you talk about not hearing that, but how do you deal with like the buzz and the outside noise that I mean, it's entertainment. I, I mean, not to say I love it, but you know, uh, all publicity is not really bad publicity. You know what I mean? So as long as they're, they're talking about me, I'm fine with it. Right. And, and honestly, I'm, I'm more blessed to be in this position than not. You know what I mean? So honestly, I look at it as a, a good thing. And and sometimes, you know, you don't want to feed into it. But sometimes there are things that I can work on that I can get better on. And I just got to stay honest with myself, right? Because some stuff is just clickbait and some stuff is real. So me just being able to filter through and know what I got to work on and what I got to grow at and then just keep pushing forward, right? Because nothing really matters until, you know, my name's called at the end of the day. So I, th- I thought it's interesting because you brought this up and I hadn't thought about it um, until you mentioned it. You said... You kind of made a comparison to Jadevian Clowney. Mm-hmm. And when Jadevian Clowney was coming out, there were maybe similar criticisms about 
like some of the motor and uh, that stuff or whatever. Now, when you make the comparison, when you talk about you to him, I wanna, what do you mean I, by the comparison? See, now that comparison, I meant what he did at the combine, yeah. right? And I talked about, you know, looking at him, he was he was uh, six six five, two fifty five. He ran a he ran a four five three, and and he he did bench press a little low, but I knew that as long as I exceeded him, he was able to be the number one pick. That's kind of where I saw myself. Okay. That if I was able to match those numbers or you know uh, succeed, though, you know, uh, do better than he did, then I you know I'll be better off. But as far as the comparison of who I look to as as you know who I compare myself to in the yeah. league is Von Miller and why I say that is because of the the technician that he is and the passion right of course he's a lot more flexible of course he's a hall of famer but I know that with with time and with with the the work that I'm going to put in I can eventually get to that level so one one of the words that I appreciate you saying is like being able to be honest when it mm -hmm. comes to critiques and so when you look at your tape what is one area that you want to improve upon mm -hmm. when you get to the next level? Just those second and third moves, you know? I, I feel like when people talk about motor, they mistake it, right? My motor, I, I chase, I, ch I run to the ball, I have pursuit, I do everything to, to, to stop a play that, I, that I'm able to, right? But what, what they mean by motor, right, is that second and third move, right? Being able to not be stalemated, right? If, if somebody gets their hands on me, I can have a move, a counter, you know, a, a second counter, right? Because you can do two moves, but you still might need a third one. You might need to be able to come off of it and, and, and continue to get that second at the next level. So we talk about possibly being drafted at the, at the top of the board, not necessarily a team, but if you could pick a situation, what would be the ideal situation for you to come in and thrive right away? Um, I want to say a three, four, you know, somewhere where I could play linebacker, somewhere where I could put my hand in the dirt and, and really be that Swiss army knife. I don't want to come off the field. And obviously if I get picked in the top five, I won't come off the field, but just a team that really looks to me to not only, you know, be a leader early, but then come in and, and uphold the culture and really, you know, be a guy who's going to learn and who's going to grow constantly. So we talk about growth, constantly growing. I thought it was interesting that you mentioned Von Miller. Mm -hmm. When you watch Von Miller, what is it that you want to take from his game to mm -hmm. put into yours? Man, see, when people ask me this, I, I, I always, I'm reluctant to tell them because I don't want to give out all the secret <laughs> sauce. The sauce. But, you know, one thing that, you know, I learned from the jump was the lean, right? Go with the ball, not on the ball. And that was something I learned quick. And if you look at my highlights, I mean, I literally implemented my, that into my game instantly, right? And, you know, there's a lot of times where I'm the only guy moving at the, after, when the ball is being moved. Also, just the, the, being a technician, right? Knowing that if you're not the biggest, you're not the strongest, you're not the fastest, your hands and your moves are gonna are, are what's going to take you to that next level, you know, as far as execution, as far as getting to the quarterback. But look, man, we're excited. There's so much buzz about you and what you potentially could do at the next level. We're just excited to be along for the journey and the ride. Mm -hmm. um, I look forward to watching you at your pro day. Yeah, I look that. forward to seeing you get, hear your name call. I look forward to your family and stuff living out. Best of luck to you going forward. Thank you, Bucky. I appreciate you. God bless you guys. You go into your shower feeling tired but as soon as you reach for the irish spring your day immediately gets better that crisp fresh unmistakable irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses so when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it irish spring body wash and bar soap fresh green irish shop now at a store near you What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one -on -one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one -on -one contest. 
Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie, too, for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real Steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. So, so Lance, I, I love how um, he's able to articulate all of the things that he's gone through, how he prepares and that stuff. But I think um, my conversation with him off the camera was interesting because it was enlightening to hear him talk about um, keeping the main thing the main thing and how like a lot of the outside noise and all that other stuff he kind of understands because he's a prominent name. He's been, he was the number one overall recruit in his class. So he knew that there's a lot of attention that comes with it. But he said, look, man, I, I understand like some of the critiques about my game, but 
He said he was doggedly determined to be a dominant player at the next level. He 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 talked about kind of keeping it. It was very similar because he and Aiden Hutchinson said the same thing privately. Uh, they just said it in different ways. He said, look, man, it's about simplicity when it comes to the pass rush stuff. It's not about having 50 moves. It's about understanding um, what your go-to is and then having a counter or two off of that. Uh, he, he talked about admiring what Von Miller does coming off the edge and how he kind of jumps off the ball and does that stuff. So, look, I, I know I have been hard on him, but I still think it's important to keep it in perspective. Dude is super talented, and if it does click, I mean, he, he, he has rare – rare things that he can bring to the table. Yeah, he's going to get lost a little bit now in the shuffle. I mean, at first, Aiden Hutchinson was a top dog, and then people wanted to shoot bullets. They're always going to shoot at the top guys, try to find where there's holes. And uh, so hey, hey, Aiden Hutchinson has kind of stepped back. Trayvon Walker is going to be the next up. And Kayvon's gotten kind of um, – I don't know. I mean, I don't know if he slept on because everyone was talking about him in the lead-up, right? Before, before we got up to the quote-unquote draft season, it was a lot of Thibodeau talk. So it's not like – he hasn't had any talk, but I'm I'm wondering, I'm hoping that the way this process is gone, that it fuels his fire. That's you want him to take this as an affront to who he is as a potential prospect. You want him to say, Oh, okay. I got all these people doubting me because he's heard it. We've all seen the clips of, of people asking him questions about not working. Well, that that's coming from NFL people. NFL people are, are concerned with that kind of thing. So, um, you know, you wonder how much of that came from inside the Oregon program. Did they say anything? So all these things have to be going through his head. So now you want to see, all right, well, internalize them and, and use them as fuel. And if that can't fuel you, then it's just not going to happen. If if you if the disrespect, quote unquote, disrespect of this process does not fool you, uh, does not fuel you, then that's just not who you are. You're just never going to be that dude. So we'll see what he does. But I'm with you, Bucky. I mean, I'm still explosive off the edge is explosive off the edge. And that means the jump off the snap. That means exploding into the tackle. That means the ability to to, to close and sack. Um, I see it all on tape. It's all there. It's just a matter of getting there quickly and more consistently. Yeah, it, it is all there. And it, it, Lance, you're right. It's one of those things that it's almost uh, this thing we used to say back in, in college, study long, study wrong. Sometimes you have so much exposure to a player that you overanalyze who he is as opposed to the Johnny come lately who we get excited about because then we talk about the Johnny come lately's upside where we rarely do that about the guy who's an established player. So it'll be interesting to see um, how that plays out. Let's move on to these linebackers, man. Uh, what do you think about the linebacker group? Uh, I liked it. I thought, you know, I thought I, I was expecting Devin Lloyd to run faster, but I thought Channing Tindall had a monster, monster workout. Uh, the Georgia guys looked, looked really good. Like I expected my man, Malcolm Rodriguez had a great testing day. It's those short arms though, that are going to, you know, that are going to bother some teams, but he, he was fast and he jumped high and, and, you know, um, boy, Mafe, Wow. Yeah, hey, man, I try to tell you somebody who make some money. I try to tell you, you make some money. Ooh. Yeah. Well, now that's a now he's an edge, 
you know, he's an edge. So they've broken this down to, into, you know, you got D line and you got edge and the edge. I, I don't know if edge is with linebackers. I'm trying to remember, but in terms of true linebackers, see Brandon Smith to me, doesn't play like he tests, but there was no doubt. He was a five-star tester coming out height, weight, speed. I mean, it looks pretty with him. So, you know, he helped himself, but um, I think, Christian Harris, I knew would run fast. And that joker, Troy Anderson, Montana State, if you don't know his background. So here's the deal. He went to he played all these positions in high school. So he went to Montana State. As a sophomore, he's first team quarter, he's first team all-conference quarterback. Then he changes positions. And two years later, he is defensive player of the year at linebacker. Now, when I watch a tape, I'm like, okay, his instincts aren't quite in place. And but because he runs a 4-4-2, let me see what you think of this, Bucky. So I got a guy who's only played linebacker for two years. He's already defensive player of the year in his conference after coming over from quarterback, which is not a normal switch from quarterback to, to linebacker. And he's only played two years. There's some stuff I don't love on tape but from the processing and, you know, in terms of recognition. But when you run this fast and you are this athletic, I'm assuming that a lot of evaluators just say, give me, just give me all the tools. We'll figure out the position. It just, it's just going to take a little time. Yeah, no, I think that's it. When you have a guy that is like that, because un understand this, Lance, the one thing that you can do with a guy that's talented like that, you know, you can make him a core special team until he figures it out. All day so long. that gives him a, that gives him an opportunity to get a uniform each and every week. And then as he's, thriving in that role you can help him develop in the other role where he can jump onto the field and eventually maybe work his way into being a starter if he can do it but what he displayed that absolutely gives him an opportunity to do it and when you think about those things man you can't have enough of those guys because special teams are important we saw in this in the playoffs how important special teams are man that that makes him a hot commodity in my mind yeah, and and one of the things that I've you know I always study trends in the way teams draft and where guys who look and run and test a certain way where they get drafted. I, I'd say the latest he gets drafted is the fourth round because when you have special traits on linebackers who are core who are core you know four phase special teams guys, teams just value those traits. And we saw where Cole Holcomb was drafted. I remember, and there's been a variety of, yeah. of, of players who end up going or third or fourth round. If they test a certain way, because like you said, Bucky teams value special teams more, more than, you know, more than the average draft fan is, is going to get into a special teams player. That's the third phase. And so, you know, if a guy goes out there on all the cover teams, all the kickoff and the punt teams, if he's a four, if he's a complete core special team player, that has tremendous value. So Troy Anderson will not go any later than the fourth round. I mean, guys who look like him and who run like him and who test like him and who can step out, as you mentioned, and play special teams immediately, those guys just don't fall beyond a certain point, especially if they have some ability to develop at their actual position. And uh, I mean, all he did was put it out there and he said, okay. <laughs> Move me up your boards now. I'll see you. In, I'll see you in April. See you in May. Look, that's that's exactly what took took place. Um, special teams ability. It's funny that you said fourth round in my head. I was thinking third round, but you're right. Fourth round is the safety net because when you get a big guy that runs fast like that, that has some special teams ability, he is going to have a chance uh, to hear his name called maybe sooner than some people would would say suggest based on the evaluation of his tape. Um, let me say this. Did, did you get a chance to like see Nicobe Dean up close and personal? 
I did it, not. It's the first time. I wanted okay, to so get on the field and, and check him out because hey, he, he like, felt small on tape. Did he feel small in person? Lance, he, he he felt really small. When we interviewed, he felt really small. And I, I was trying to look at him as not only like N'Kobe Dean, the Georgia player, but I'm trying to look at him and like, man, if he is in the huddle, in NFL huddle, like does he does he look the part? And I had a hard, I had a hard time saying like, man, when he comes in, everyone's gonna be like, hey, man, let's do it because it's not necessarily that he's short. I don't know how thick he is. Like it's one thing being short, right? Like London Fletcher was, right? Like we've seen short, compact linebackers like do it. They were just like right at six foot or under. But man, he, I guess he clocked. He checked in at at two twenty. But man, it was a it was a light looking two twenty just based on him being around. Me so I I don't know like look he's a good player he was the leader of that defense he's the alpha male the traffic cop and all that but I don't know man that that size thing might might bug me a little bit so it's interesting because you know you see you see the the early discussions and I when I watched him I did not my grade is more back into the first just because it's a six four zero so he's right on the border of a six four which would be like a first round pick and. The problem I had was exactly everything you're saying, Bucky. Plus, he he tends to he tends to find blocks a little more than you want a smaller guy to find blocks. Like you don't want you want small guys to get away from him. So I give you an example. My guy from Oklahoma State, Malcolm Rodriguez, he is two thirty something, but he's thick. Like you can you can see it's it doesn't bother you him being uh, five foot eleven and having the short arms. He's he's thick. He's strong. But the other thing is he avoids the traffic. He knows he's got his GPS, so he's got his ways out there, and he knows the best pathway to the football. He's he's taking all the shortcuts, zoom, 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 around this guy. Dean is a good player with great speed, but um, he finds blocks too much. And I was talking to uh, a, a, a pro personnel director who has a strong opinion on the linebacking core. We are talking linebackers, and he said, you know, he said, honestly, my guy of that whole group is, he said, is Quay Walker. He said, Quay is smart. He's big. He's strong. And he's a guy that I would trust out there to do the right thing on a consistent basis because A, it's on tape, and B, he's built like an NFL linebacker. Like we're used to seeing a guy like him. He said, you know, Dean is, Dean's not normal. You don't see guys built like him. And, uh, uh, but then another guy in the same, in the same conversation said, who cares? He's fast and he's going to get to a ton of plays. And so ultimately, Bucky, I, I, we get to what you always talk about, the flavor of ice creams. Okay, so he doesn't look the part that you're used to seeing a linebacker. What if he's what if he's got the athletic traits to get to a ton of plays? And I think that's the real selling point for N'Kobe Dean to some teams. Some teams are not. Some teams are going to look at him and say he falls below our standards. We're not taking yeah. him in the first. And that's that. Yeah, I mean, it's something to it because when, I mean, if you're a, a smaller, shorter linebacker, you got to be exceptional kind of working through traffic or, as you say, like having your GPS set on it. And I don't know. I think he's a great leader. Uh, I think he does a lot of good things uh, size-wise. When you look at him compared to some of the other guys, uh, it may be tough. And this is the challenge that some people are going to have in trying to think about Channing Tindall, maybe even a Quay Walker. What if those guys – go ahead in N'Kobe Dean. People are going to say, well, Dean was a better player in college, but the pros are about prototypes. And so 
It'll just be interesting to see how this all plays out. Uh, you talked about Devin Lloyd. You talked about Devin Lloyd running a little slower than you thought. Yeah. You know, the, the thing about Devin Lloyd running, it didn't necessarily bother me that he was in that 4-6 that, that range. I think he's a really good player. I think he does a lot. I believe watching him on tape, he plays much faster than that time suggested. Uh, it might hurt him. But I think he's just such a really good football player. I mean, let's tell the whole story, Buck. He also jumped 35 inches and had a 10-6 broad jump and bench 25. Yeah. I mean, that's a good work. Listen, four six six is it that's fine at linebacker. The rest of that workout is really good. It really is. It really was uh a fairly impressive workout. Like the 40 time wasn't what he wanted, but I think it's good. It doesn't change my opinion on it much. But let's let's hear Devin Lloyd. Let's hear his thoughts on his workout. Join the Move the Six podcast, one of the best defensive players in all of college football, one of the top linebacker prospects in this draft, Devin Lloyd from the University of Utah. Man, how you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. Happy to be here. You know, blessed for this experience. And, I mean, really, I thought overall it was a pretty solid day. So, Look, man, I, obviously it's a solid day. This is what everyone talks about. It's a big part of the evaluation. Puzzle, when you came to Indianapolis, what were some of the things you wanted to get accomplished? Yeah, um, definitely wanted to, you know, display my athleticism, um, you know, show everybody that I'm a well-rounded athlete, you know, I'm a versatile athlete. And um, I thought I did that, you know, aside from, you know, the 40, which wasn't the best, wasn't what I was expecting, but ultimately, um, you know, something that you got to live past, and, you know, hopefully I can make it right at um, Pro Day. But I thought the field work was really solid. Um, you know, I PR'd in uh, a couple of events. And, I mean, overall, you know, I thought, you know, it was I, – I accomplished the mission. So I'm sure you heard this a lot from scouts. They talk about, like, the film being everything, more so than the drills you just played. And the guy that I watched on tape was all over the field, a bunch of different things, a bunch of different roles you were asked uh, to do. When you look at yourself on tape, what are the best things that you do? Um, I would say being versatile, being able to do everything at a high level, um, something I pride myself on, being well-rounded, and not just being able to do it, but being able to excel at it. Um, so that and then, I mean, really just my ability to play aggressive downhill um, and powerful. I think um, explosion and, you know, powerful um, is the name of the game, really. You know, aside from speed, aside from strength, you know, you definitely want to be explosive. And so um, I just pride myself on being a game changer. And, that, you know, that's what I try to put on film. So going to going back to my scouting days, we always had a feel that, Guys that came from Utah were going to find a way to have success in the National Football League. I don't know what's in the sauce there. I don't know what Cal Whittingham does. The coaches, but, they do a great but, job. But it's always rough and rugged, tough guys. What is it about the culture at Utah that really prepares you to play well at the next level? Yeah, um, first off, I think the coaches do a great job of recruiting hungry people. Um, I think, you know, they recruit guys who are highly recruited or not highly recruited, but really they just get guys who love football and are ball players and work hard and are mentally tough. And from there, um, the culture is set, and I think everyone buys into the culture. Everyone comes in with the mentality that we're going to get better today, and uh, we're going to compete at a high level on and off the field. And so I think whenever you have a, a large group of guys who think that way, um, it produces nothing but results and success. So the results have certainly have been there. So when we think about you're the next level, um, what do you think the, the best fit, not in the terms of team, mm -hmm. but – role and scheme what would be the best to maximize your talents at the next level yeah ideally like i said um you know i pride myself on being a versatile athlete so someone who can rush the passer someone who can play in the box someone who can come off the edge someone who can cover um ideally i want to be able to do it all you know i know i can do it all at a high level 
And, you know, areas of every area of my game, I'm improving at. And so from what I, the player I was last year is not going to be the player I was this year. Just like even 2019, the player I was 2019 wasn't the player I was 2020. It's an ever-growing thing. I get better every year. And, you know, I plan on doing what I do in, at the next level uh, at, a, at a better rate than I was. Okay, so so just I was going to let you go, but then you brought up something you talked about, being able to rush to pass, being able to cover, being able to do things. And then it made me think about defensive rookie of the year, Micah Parsons. And so when you look at the National Football League level, is there a guy that you pattern your game after? I watch so many guys um, and really going back to even the old school backers too. I go on YouTube and find as much, you know, film of them as I can or even at schools they might have a little bit. But um, nowadays, um, you know, I have a lot of guys that I watch, uh, you know, definitely Micah, Fred Warner for sure, Darius Leonard, uh, Levante David. And I mean, really the list goes on. Demario Davis, like I, I really take a lot from so many backers and I really do my um, research and just find what fits best for me because ultimately I play my game. Um, but I take what I think will translate to my game um, and then I just try to execute it at a high level. Well, one day there'll be a young guy sitting here talking about I admire and want to take pieces of Devin Lloyd's game. So we look forward to you making that journey to the National Football League. Thank Thanks you, for joining me to six. I appreciate it so much. Look, man, he's a very impressive prospect. Um, he brings everything to the table that you want at the position. This guy is super smart. He does a great job of, of playing multiple roles in the defense. He talked about his own versatility. I just love the, the energy and the effort, the toughness that he displays. And so if I'm going to gamble on a prospect, I'm going to gamble on a guy who has those kinds of traits. I think this guy is going to be a high-level player for a long time in the league. You know the word you never like hearing about an inside linebacker or a linebacker at all is finesse. And there's no finesse in his game. <laughs> He's not a finesse guy. He attacks everything. He attacks tackles. He attacks uh, He attacks tackling. He attacks blockers. Um, everything about him just says he is a physical get-after-you type of player, kind of a Steelers linebacker, if you will, you know, uh, the way that they like to play a little different physical, uh, you know, from a physical style. But he is uh, he's definitely a guy who plays the game very, very physically, and I think that uh, – I think that when you look at him from a size standpoint and you you check him out, it's different. Like he looks like an NFL linebacker for sure. So Devin Lloyd to me didn't hurt himself. A four six six, that's not gonna hurt him. His workout was good. So he's he's not hurt by anything. He's he's in good shape and I think he I think he solidified himself, if anything. Yeah, I certainly think he did. Um overall, man, Lance, the, the front seven guys is a very impressive group. We haven't talked about it because everyone is, is always just talk primarily about the edge rushes. But now when we go back and evaluate what we saw throughout the weekend and go back and match it up to the tape, I do believe that evaluators and team builders will be excited about what is available up front, defensive tackles, edge rushes, and even these linebackers. These linebackers can move. And so overall, I feel like the combine will put some more spotlight on these guys and this will be a draft that we talk about being a defensive laden draft where you really can um, fortify the issues that you have on defense by taking some of these guys early in the draft. I mean, just to put a bow on it, we went into this combine saying it's not a sexy draft. It's not this. It's not that. I think we leave the combine and there's a lot more buzz after this combine's over. There's a lot more prospects that people there's more buzz on Devontae White, more buzz on Jordan Davis. More buzz on Trayvon Walker. I just hit three Georgia Bulldogs. There's a reason they won national championship. But, um, you know, the wide receivers, more buzz. The running backs, Brees Hall, more buzz. Malik Willis, more buzz. Even Kenny Pickett helped himself out. So I think we leave this combine 
And the draft is in a better, at least from a, a narrative standpoint, it's in a better place. People are a little more excited about this after this combine. Yeah, absolutely. So, look, man, we'll we'll keep it all covered. Uh, we have one more day of workouts. Then we'll have another pod that we'll uh, wrap it all, put a bow on it, talk about everything that we saw and how it and what it means going forward. But make sure you come back, tune in to the Mood of Six podcast. I appreciate Lance Z joining me today. Uh, he'll be back soon on another podcast. Uh, thanks for tuning in, guys. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand. It's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products. It's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless.